The views and opinions expressed in the following episodes are those of the individuals and are not meant to insult or offend anyone. Jeez, dark and gloomy much? Are you trying to be an edgelord? Well, then how should I put it then? I don't know. How about... We come in peace. We mean no harm. We may spoil some things. We may swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of Little Nerdy. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm her co-host, Owen. And today our episode is about Rumi Official. Yeah, that was a little pitchy. (laughs) Um, So really quick before we get started, as always, we want to give a shout out to Black White Check for doing our intro and outro music. Thank you so much. Um, And also, we have a little bit of business at the beginning of this episode. Just some corrections from our serial killer episode. I know that when we had recorded it, I had said that my friend from law school was a little behind on listening because, well, <laughs> they're in law school. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that when they listened to it, if there were any corrections that needed to be made or anything I might have gotten wrong or, you know, misremembered from the conversation we had had months back, that they would correct me on it. And they did. And definitely appreciate it. They reached out to me on Facebook and gave us a few corrections. So the first one I want to give is actually, they didn't correct me on this. It was just, I noticed this when I went back and listened to the episode. Okay. You had asked when Ted Bundy was active. Yeah. And you had said the 70s, right? And I had said "Mm, more the 80s. Now, I think I said that because we were talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, okay. At the time. And so my brain was like Jeffrey Dahmer lane. But when I went back and listened to it, as soon as I heard that, I was like, what was I thinking? Because <laughs> Ted Bundy was 1974 to 1978. Oh, okay. Yes. So that's like, what, three to four years, roughly, like, depending on, like, when start when he started and whatever. So yeah. that's anywhere from, like, over a thousand days to, like, 1400 or whatever Ish days which, yeah so i mean when you kind of think about it in perspective of like how many days and everything like it is a quite a long time but looking back on it it does feel like you know those years like it's like when you talk about it and like just like oh you know three or four years yeah it doesn't seem like a long time to be rampaging across the countryside yeah no it definitely i mean he was uh a very I guess active serial killer is one way to put it. Especially when you look at someone like BTK who had 10 murders over like 20 some years or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, there are some that are a lot more, I guess you could say like hot blooded. Uh, yeah. Hot blooded, active. Right. I mean, both of them were living kind of this double life, but, uh, BTK was definitely, I mean, he was living, like, the family life and and being, like, a, uh, oh, bo- 
Boy Scouts leader, I think it was, or something. So, anyway, um, yeah, definitely just wanted to give that correction. Um, that was totally on me. I don't know what I was thinking, but that wasn't correct. And then our second correction. Yeah. So you had been, you had basically posited the question of if you saw someone being like assaulted to the point of death and you went to defend them and the person that was assaulting them died, would you be charged with murder? Yeah. And I said, no, because you're not allowed to use more force than what's being used against you or somebody on your property. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that is true. You're not allowed to use more force than what is being used. Yeah. So my example of like you walking in and me being like assaulted. Assaulted. Um and so you took like a baseball bat or something and you like or you pulled the guy off of me and you tied him up. That's fine. Mhm. You probably couldn't even use a baseball bat against him. <clears throat> mhm. But here's where I was wrong and I want to make sure that I get this right, so I'm actually going to use, like, exactly what they said when they sent it. Okay. So this is, like, quote, unquote. Okay. Defending yourself, uh, technically, you are not allowed to murder someone who's stabbing yourself or another person. But it is a mitigating factor, and your sentence might be lower as a result. So you'll still get charged with manslaughter, but maybe you'd get uh, time served... Or only a couple of years because the jury found justifiable self-defense. But yeah, you're still getting charged with murder. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, just to be clear, um, yeah. Because I believe the way I phrased it was the whole, like, what if it was, like, the intent was not to murder the person. Like, it was obviously to prevent any loss of life, but murder had been accidental kind of thing. Yeah, and they had told me, they couldn't remember the name of the podcast they had listened to, but they had told me about a podcast that they did listen to, and I believe it was a Canadian one, they had said. Um, so I'm sorry, guys, I don't have the name of it. But it was about a guy who was kind of that exact thing. Yeah. And he didn't mean to. He wasn't trying to, like kill the assailant or whatever. Yeah. But the assailant died and he ended up in jail. Okay. Yeah. So that does happen. And so it's definitely something where you... It is within, like, the realm of possibility. Yeah. So you want to be careful. Obviously, you don't want to have, like, the bystander effect where you see someone being attacked and you're just like, oh, shit, right? Like, you know, if you are able to and you feel you can step in without yourself getting injured... But just be aware that you don't want to, you know, if that person's stabbing someone, you don't want to, like, grab their knife and start stabbing them, you know, and stuff. And honestly, my best advice would be call 911. Yeah. If you see something like that ever, maybe don't. I don't know. I know for me, myself, I'm a small little four foot nothing. Just kidding. I'm <laughs> 4'11". Girl, I... <laughs> um. <laughs> Stepping in on something like that, like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't think anybody does. Uh, I would definitely call 911, but I don't know if stepping into a situation like that to try and, like, pull an assailant off or something would actually be helpful or would just be stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, obviously, always take care of yourself. 
you know, and stuff. But also, if you see something like that happening, like, call 911. Oh. They're there for that, you know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> that's that correct correction. Um, the third correction, I just noticed that I pronounced it wrong, and I did correct myself later when we were talking about it, but when we were talking about the Charles Manson murders. Yep. Uh, and I had said the Tate LaBianca murders. I actually said just the first time I said Bianca murders. Oh, okay. And I think that that's... <laughs> I didn't mean to. I'm really, really sorry. Um, I'm laughing because it's awkward, not because I think it's funny. I did correct myself later because I made the same mistake. And I know that it's La Bianca, but I I don't know. I'm just, I'm bad at talking, guys. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. There was no disrespect meant. Obviously, we strive for, when we talk about those things, the victim's are the most important that we talk about. Mm -hmm. So, um, number four, we were talking about that pig farmer, Willie Picton, and I had, I forgot to say that I was using air quotes uh. when I said prostitutes. Uh. And uh, later on, I mean, obviously we were using what is the correct terminology, which is sex worker. Yeah. Right. But, I did air quotes prostitutes because that's essentially how it felt the police were dealing with it. That was their their mind thinking, right? It wasn't like, oh, these are still women who mattered, right? Like, they were just like, oh, these are women who are sex workers and they can disappear if they want, right? But there were so many of them disappearing, right? So we just wanted to throw that out there. I forgot to say air quotes. Mm -hmm. uh, we both have... Nothing but respect for all people. Mm -hmm. We honestly, like if sex work is something that you someone has to turn to for. Yeah, a way to provide for themselves. Yeah, or... or whatever. Like we don't look down on that. People have to do what they have to do to survive. Mm -hmm. Like especially and... nowadays kind of thing where it's. Yeah, it's... where things are really hard. So. I don't look down on somebody due to the job that they do. I look down on pieces of shit who murder people, but I don't look down on somebody who has to do what they need to do to survive. Yeah. Such as that. <clears throat> um, Last time I checked, you, you uh, murdering somebody is not something you do to survive. It's something you do because you're, you're a, a psychotic. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah. So, so. <clears throat> I just wanted to throw it out there because we yeah. are not judgy. No. People, so I don't want people to think that I was using that term in a degrading manner. I was literally just using it as the way that the police seem to be thinking of it. Yeah. Um, if anything, I think we need to have more rights and more protections in place. Absolutely, yeah. So, that's that. So, the fifth one, and this is the last one, is when we were talking about the difference between first, second... First degree murder, second degree murder, and manslaughter. So, I didn't explain that very well. <laughs> so. Well, you're not in law school and your friend is. So, of course, they know the proper terminology and the implications of it, whereas you don't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <coughs> and so, this was another one that they sent in. And I, again, just want to say verbatim what they said. So, this is a quote, unquote. Um... 
The main difference between first, second, and manslaughter is time spent planning. Mm. Okay. The so, whole level of premeditation. Yeah. So first is a very well planned out and thought out. Mm-hmm. Second, you intend to kill, but maybe uh, haven't planned it out yet. Right. Manslaughter is very little or no planning or intention at all. Right. So then they give an example, running someone over. Right. Yeah. You spend weeks and months planning to hit someone with your car and they die. That's first degree murder. Yeah. Right. You were going to kill them, but you hit them with your car instead of something else and they die. Yeah. Second degree murder. Mm-hmm. Right. You're drunk and you lose control of your car and hit someone and they die? Manslaughter. Yeah. Right. So a simpler way to put it, first degree is planning plus intent. Second degree is intent. Third degree degree is, or manslaughter is, is no neither. Planning. Yeah, no yeah. planning, no intent. It's also helpful to think in terms of what the Crown has to prove instead of the actual act. Mm-hmm. The whole innocent till proven guilty. Right. So... For first, the crown has to prove intent and planning. The second, the crown has to prove intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, manslaughter, the crown doesn't have to prove either. They may just have to prove that the accused was the one who did it. Yeah. <clears throat> so those are our corrections, and we are sorry that we made those mistakes. We do thank my friend for correcting us. Correcting us. And I'm glad I went back and listened to the episode and found a couple other things I needed to correct as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those who aren't Canadian, uh, when you say the Crown has to prove... Oh, that's uh, the the Crown Prosecutor, which is like the government court. Yeah, can he, uh, we might be still Commonwealth and everything like that, but we don't have a monarchy here in Canada. Yeah, we don't have... Yeah, like our... Well, we do. It's the Queen of England, but... She is not the, like, be-all, end-all of our government. We have a separate government. The monarch is basically just a... uh, More of a figurehead. Yeah, she's more of a figurehead or whatever, but we still call our, (coughs) like, the crown prosecutors, right? Yeah. So that's what that is, so... Yeah, it's like a whole paying tribute kind of thing versus they have final rule and say. Yeah, well, and it was probably called that when... She was actually our figurehead, right? And still, like, signed all our bills and stuff like that. So, that being said, they uh, they probably were just like, oh, we're not going to change that. That would confuse the hell out of people, right? Yeah. And stuff. So, that's what that entails. So, now we can move on to our actual episode. All right, yeah. A little bit of an overdue uh, apology on that. Yes, but... sorry, but, you know, I wanted to make sure that if we got uh it wrong that we were corrected correctly and like i said they're in law school so they're busy yeah doing law school things so pretty we're really proud of them (laughs) all right so now we're gonna move on to roomy official okay so um i know you introduced me to roomy and i know you've been you keep up to date with a lot of roomy's daily videos yes he does do daily videos for the most part so, I think that uh, qualifies you as the big nerd on this one. I think so. All right. So, tell me, how did you first come across Rumi? I actually stumbled across Rumi on YouTube. Oh. I don't know what I had been watching that sh- just made him pop up in, like, the algorithm, I guess. And he was just... and He showed up on our 
like list of things to watch and I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah, you were probably watching like another five music video or <laughs> Hanson Brothers or something like that and it's like, oh, if you like these, you might like this. Maybe, yeah. The whole YouTube algorithm. Yeah. As confusing as it might be, it's like, oh, hey, mm -hmm. viewers also watch this. Yeah, pretty much, right? And stuff. So that's how I stumbled upon him. And I really found his content interesting. Now, I'm not huge into, like, how music works necessarily. Like, I don't know how to read a, a scale. Mm -hmm. I used to know how when I was in choir years ago. Yeah. Very long ago in a land far, far away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, once upon a time, I did have to know how to read a musical scale. I don't, I did not retain it and I do not remember it and stuff. Um, but he doesn't just do like that, right? <clears throat> yeah. What else uh, does he do then? So he does music commentary, original songs, covers. He's done some of the, uh, like, one, one Guy 17 Voices, those kind of videos, right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Uh, he also does a lot of, like, auto-tune versus not auto-tune. Um, he just did a video recently that was um, different countries' uh, national anthems, right? And stuff. So he does a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Right. And he's done, you know, his most popular video on there is One Guy 43 Voices. Oh, wow. Which is a lot of voices to do. So when you say he does 43 voices, the guy that does 43 voices, what exactly does that mean? So he'll take, for example, um, basically what he does is he tries to imitate the singer the best he can. So he's one guy imitating 43 singers. Oh. Yeah. So he'll cover, like, um... They're just little snippets that go into the video. Yeah. Right. But he'll do, like, Brandon Yuri, and he'll try to sound like him. Or he'll do, um, Charlie P uh, Puth, or he'll do Justin Bieber, right? <clears throat> um, he's done Michael Jackson, I believe, Queen, you know? Yeah. Or Freddie Mercury, I should say. But yeah. Yeah. So. Queen's the band. Freddie Mercury's the, the singer. singer. Yeah. And stuff. So. Which, I mean, if anyone can sound like Freddie Mercury, that's pretty <coughs> impressive because Freddie Mercury had quite the. Unique voice. Yeah. And quite the range on him. So that's quite the feat in, a, in and of itself. Mm hmm. Definitely. So, I, yeah, I think anyone that can do Freddie Mercury's voice and range and everything that means that they can probably cover quite a lot of other singers with uh, a little less difficulty mm -hmm. yeah so all right um now i remember one video we saw not too long ago which actually uh kind of was a little funny was the top 100 songs ever yeah and <clears throat> he does a uh, like he kind of has like a yes and no kind of scale type thing oh, sometimes with stuff like that. Yeah, he so on this whiteboard he writes best, not best. Yeah. And he did clarify that not best doesn't mean that it was a bad song. He just meant it wasn't the best song of all time necessarily. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Which uh, I do remember that uh, we had one of those uh, like 
because he the way he does it on his whiteboard and you can see this like that he like just puts like a little tick yeah. for like um good bad okay kind of thing or whatever mm. and uh you and i did our own little uh thing along where we when we were watching we were like is this a good song is this an okay song or is this a bad song and we had very differencing of opinions. Uh, I think that's probably because of heritage or because of music taste or something. Yeah, so his real name is Joel. Yep. Like he'll always say, hey, I'm Joel from Roomy Official. Official. Yeah. Right, and stuff. He was actually um, born in Gothenburg, Sweden. Ah, Swedish. Yeah, and stuff. Uh, although I do believe that he resides... Let's just say somewhere in the UK, right, and stuff. Um, we'll just go with that because I think he's mentioned it a few times, but, he's, you know. He's probably moved a few times. Well, yeah, and people don't need to know exactly where people live either, right? Yeah. And stuff like we have pretty much alluded to where, the, at least the city we live in, but yeah. it's not like we're going to give our street address out and <laughs> whatnot. Yeah. For those wondering, we live on 123 Fake Street. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, and he is quite musical, right? He does vocals, drums, <clears throat> bass, guitar, piano, synthesizer, and I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, a glockenspiel? Oh. Yeah. Which is... A weird-looking piano-type thing. It's a, yeah, it's a percussion instrument. Composed of a set of tuned keys that are kind of like a keyboard or a piano. Yeah. It's also kind of similar to a xylophone from the looks of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he plays that and that's pretty cool. I didn't know that um, before I kind of did a little research on him mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's pretty cool. But... Yeah, getting back to that video that you were talking about. So that one that we you were actually talking about was the best songs, songs of, of all time. No, of the two thousands. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um and whatnot. And yeah, ours were completely different. The one you're thinking of is the one where I got like extremely angry <laughs> <laughs> over one of his de two of his decisions. I'd say you got a little heated. I was just confused, and we'll talk about it in a. A hot minute. Now, aside from, again, him doing, like, voice impressions and playing instruments and stuff like that, he also um, is known as Little Pitchy. Sorry, Lil Pitchy. Not like us with Little. Yeah. It's Lil Pitchy. L-I-L. Yeah. And stuff. And he does his own original music. And there's actually some of it on Spotify. And I really enjoy his music. Oh, nice. Yeah. I haven't heard any of his music. Oh, really? Honest. Yeah, no. Like, I'll, uh... I'll play you a song when we're done. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, and whatnot. And he has also collaborated with PewDiePie mm -hmm. on a couple songs. Oh, really? Or at least on a song that I can think of. Yeah. Um, and... Another guy, a British YouTuber named Boy in a Band. They've done some videos together where they... Music compilations. Commentary. Commentary, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, right now, 
Well, at least as of December 2020, he has 6.8 million subscribers. And we definitely suggest you guys go check him out because he's awesome. Um, but the video that you were talking about, the one that I got upset about, which was, yeah, the 100 best songs of all time or whatever. Yes. Right. That one. So what he did is he found a compilation online. Yeah. And he was basically reviewing it. Right. <clears throat> yeah, where somebody put down like what they thought, so the their opinion yes. of what the best 100 songs of all time was. And then he was going through and basically seeing whether he agreed or disagreed, right? Yes. And that, don't get me wrong, that list did have a lot of good songs on it. Mm-hmm. For Just sure. Not every song was... Was as good or was that particular band's best song. Yeah. Right. So, now going into this video, I was a little slightly, like, I, not, I mean, whatever. He, it's his channel. He can absolutely do what he wants. But he had been talking about boy bands. And believe me, as somebody who was a teenager <laughs> during, like, the height of the boy bands, I listened to a lot of boy bands, right? Me yeah. and my friend Ashley were, like, on top of that. I think I've mentioned it before that we listened to the hit list every Friday night that was on YTV. Oh, yeah. So that, you know, counted down, like, the top 100 songs or whatever of, like, the week or something. Yeah, top, like, 20 or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I think they only had, like, an hour, maybe half an hour time slot. So, of course, they had definitely... Um... Uh, It was, like, a two-hour time slot. Oh, it was a two-hour? Yeah, like, it was a whole thing that we did every Friday night. <laughs> Made sure we had our... our carbonated beverage drink and our some popcorn or something cookies and our ice cream and yeah you kind of listen to all the bangers mm -hmm. yeah and we'd like agree or disagree so it was kind of like this which i think is why i'm into it is because like yeah i used to do the hit list every friday night with ashley and although i don't know if ashley watches rumi official i think she'd like it <laughs> yeah. and stuff but he does do like those kinds of things or whatnot and he had gone through a couple where he had done like uk versus like usa who had better songs and some of them were mm. like boy bands yeah. right against each other <laughs> yeah and i was a little bummed in the ones where he featured boy bands that he didn't have five on there because five is my very favorite boy band ever they were a, a british boy band that consisted of five members jay ab scott sean and richie right almost forgot little richie there i didn't forget richie i never forget richie <laughs> <laughs> and stuff but it, it was just for us it was like good music right and like we used to sorry if you're listening ashley and i embarrass you a little but we used to totally like learn the dances but not just five. We learned, like, NSYNC's Bye 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 and, like, Backstreet Boys, um, everybody. Yeah. Where they're dressed up, like, yeah, Halloween kind of costumes and stuff. Like, we we just wanted to learn the dances. Like, it was cool. I don't think that's embarrassing. I mean... I'm sure lots of, lots of girls did that, right? Yeah. All sure. you ladies who are now... Or boys. All you people. <laughs> can't you see? Can't you see? No, um, that I'm sure some people wanted to learn, right? Like, oh yeah, then you could go to your school dances and kick ass. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I would never have done it in public, though. 
once the song came on on the speakers, you were just like, oh, watch this. Yeah. Hold my carbonated energy, beverage. Hold my energy drink uh, <laughs> nowadays, but yeah, it's like the whole watch this. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So I was a little, I was just like, where's five? Right? Remember, I even made you watch like four of their videos to show you how good they were. <laughs> I had to prove my point, you see. Yes, I clearly. Well, it shows how much you love me that you sat through all four of those and didn't complain. <laughs> so thank you. What? I wouldn't complain about their music. <laughs> and I know as I've gotten older, actually, I've gotten a little bit more away from like general pop music. Yeah. My music style has changed, but I always have a special place in my heart for that like early or late 90s, early 2000s kind of pop. <clears throat> yeah. And stuff. Um, so I was really excited when we started watching that video. Yeah. And one of the songs that he had, well, that was on that compilation, was one that Five had actually um, sampled in okay. one of their songs. Okay. And he mentioned it. And he's like, oh, this is a song that Five You sampled. were jumping out of your chair so excited. Like, he mentioned Five, finally. And he said they were good. Yay. Thank you, Rumi. Thank you, Joel. Right? Like, I was so excited. So I was like, yeah, let's watch this video. I'm super pumped. And then a disagreeance of certain things happened. And don't get me wrong. I love Rumi. <clears throat> of course, this is his opinion versus yes. your opinion. You're not trying to slander him. No, I love Rumi. I think everybody should go watch him and check him out. He's awesome. Yeah. I watch him. I still watch him daily. But just that in that moment, I was just like, What? Because we were watching it, and the song, the Bee Gees, How Deep Is Your Love, came up. Yes. And unfortunately, we can't really play clippets because we're not technically reviewing it, so... Yeah, we can mention the song, the name of the band. Yeah. But yeah. So anyways... So hopefully you guys know the Bee Gees, How Deep Is Your Love. I think it's, like, their best song ever. I know some people would disagree, uh, Staying Alive is, like, a really super, like, disco-y, like, dancing on the floor all night kind of song, right? Obviously featured in Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta. Yeah. Very good song. However, I just find How Deep Is Your Love, it's, it's pretty. It's nice, right? Yeah. And stuff. So that's why I think it's their favorite song. Or their best song, sorry. Um, and it is my favorite BG song. And he put it under not best. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I can understand him putting it under not best because Staying Alive is more of a... Iconic. Iconic know. song or whatever. Yeah. I get I get that. But his reasoning was that it was creepy. <laughs> now, I don't feel it's creepy. I feel it's a nice, like, love song. Right? Yeah. There are definitely far creepier love songs out there. Yes. And I paused the video and I said if the, I believe I said if that's what he wants to think that's fine but has he never heard the police's every breath you take <clears throat> and you just kind of chuckled right and then I think that's when you said well I think staying alive is a better song yes and I was like ah it's more iconic and like you know definitely more higher energy than that right so i can get where you're coming from yeah 
and and stuff. Plus, I love the falsetto that the Bee Gees use in the Staying Alive song. They use it in How Deep Is Your Love as well, though. Yeah, but <clears throat> it's just so just fun and enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's definitely, don't get me wrong, it's a good song. Every time it comes on, I'm always like, do, 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 yeah. And that's all I'm going to do, because don't want to get copywritten. Yeah. Copyright troubled. Um, But then, later on in the list, okay, the police's Every Breath You Take comes on. Okay. And he said it was the best. And that's when I was triggered. <laughs> Not really, but I paused it and I yelled, what the actual fuck? Yeah. <laughs> at the TV. <laughs> so I, I definitely think the police's uh, Every Breath You Take is one, like their most iconic song. Uh, but... Roxanne? Okay, okay, it may be the second most iconic, but it's definitely one of their more, more iconic songs. Yeah. But there's a reason why in, for those who have seen Stranger Things. Yeah. <clears throat> at the end of season two. Mm. I've seen it. You haven't. Oh, maybe that's, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to give away anything about who's still, who survived, what happened, where, why the premise comes in. But at a school dance, at the end of the season, the song that's playing is police every breath you take mm -hmm. because it's there and like the kids when the kids that were acting in that show that heard the song playing for like the scene and everything thought this is like one of the creepiest songs i've ever heard and the adults were telling the kids when the song came out it was supposed to be this you know heartfelt love song right but how it's divulged into this creepy stalker song suits the narrative of the show so well and especially with how it ended and how everything yeah. went that it's like it just fit that's it, why they chose it yeah that makes sense and it is to me it's a very creepy song i've watched a lot of like horror movies i've watched a lot of like um thrillers thrillers where it's like like copycat is one of my favorite movies and yeah. that's about like a serial killer or sigourney weavers in it really good movie old movie but good movie and I can picture every time that song, so first off, every time that song comes on the radio for a second, I'm like, yes, because I think it's um, Diddy, I think he goes by Diddy now, Yep. but used to be Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, um, he sampled that song when he did his track, um, Every Breath You Take, no, I'll Be Watching. Oh my gosh, hold on. Okay, so I'm super embarrassed. We just had to look that up because my brain was going a million miles a second and I couldn't remember it. <laughs> so yes, they sampled the police's Every Breath I Take, but it's every... I'll Be Missing You. Yeah, the song's called I'll Be Missing You by Diddy. Yeah, and it's a tribute to <clears throat> Notorious B.I.G. after he was murdered. Yeah. Right, it has Notorious B.I.G.'s... I believe she was his wife. Faith Evans. Okay. She does vocals in it. Okay. As well. Nice. And stuff. I love that song. That is such a touching song. Yeah, because the song's more along the lines of how I'll be missing you. Like, you know, it's... Your, every your... step I take, every move I make, 
every uh, breath I take, or something like that. Yeah. Uh. I, I obviously, even though like you just heard like a little snippet of it, just to remember and had to look it up. Uh, yeah, it's not a song that I'm too familiar with, but the more along the lines of the songs talking about how you're going to be missing somebody. Yeah, and like reminiscing about the time. Look that at your phone. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to silence you... my phone. Okay, so anyways, um, but yeah, in that like with that like the guitar riff that plays in it. Yeah. The yeah, so you can hear how like they obviously they sampled it. Yeah, so obviously it sounds a lot, if not exactly like. So when I hear the police that, song come on, I'm like, yes, like us. they're playing Diddy. It's my jam, right? Like I love this song. It makes me think of like my mom, right, who yeah. passed away four years ago. Yeah, almost five and stuff. It makes me think of her and whatnot and stuff. And then they start singing. And it's not Diddy rapping. Yeah. And I'm like, I shut the radio off. I cannot listen to the police's version of that song. Because it is creepy. And I picture, every time I hear it, I picture I'm watching some, like, serial killer show. And that's the song the serial killer uses to, like, taunt his victims. Once he's got them, like, tied up on the bed, he hits play. And that's the song that he's going to use while he, like, torments them. What? You're saying that I'll be missing you? No. That No, no, no. What I'm saying, like, mm. you're saying that I'll be missing you is uh, heartfelt and romantic, whereas, like, someone's saying, hey, you're going to be walking down the street to get your mail, or mail from the mailbox. I see it when you walk your dog. You know, I just saw you at the grocery store. I'm always watching you. Yeah, well, because the police is, is, like, every breath I take, every move you... Every move you uh, take, every breath you take. Everything you break, I'll be watching you. Something like that, I think. Hold on. We'll look it up. Okay, we oh. looked it up. Okay, sorry, I was a little off on that. It's uh, not everything you break, it's every bond you break. Yeah, so do you want to just read the chorus of that, and then I'll read the chorus of I'll Be Missing You? Yeah. Okay. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Yeah. Guys, that's creepy, right? It's not just me. <laughs> no, so, there's no way you can spin that into a, it's not a creepy vibe. I'll be watching you. Like, I love you so mm. much. But if you were to say that to me, I'd be like, oh, well, we had a good run. Time yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, tap out. I'm done. I'm done. You you just hit the creeper meter, right? Yeah. Where the chorus for I'll be missing you is every step I take, every move I make, every single day, every time I pray. I'll be missing you. Yeah, it's That's like, nice. I'm going to be, like, in... I'll always remember you. I love you, you know, you were, like, in, especially in the context of this song, like, you were my best friend. You were my musical partner. You were, you know... You were somebody important in my life. Yeah. yeah. So it was, like, in the one song, like, you got the whole, okay, um, Diddy is talking about how he's going to keep living his life. It's just... Uh, and he's going to make sure that people will remember... That people remember big, right? Yeah, exactly. Whereas in the police version, it's more along the lines of, it sounds like they're doing, like, if, it, if it's not a stakeout, it's a stalker. Yeah, exactly, right? And I literally listened to a podcast called Strictly Stalking. Yeah. And when these people are telling their stories, again, now, because we've definitely been talking about it, 
I think of that song in all those cases. And I'm like, oh, that is. That's like creepy. Right? Yeah. So anyway, that's what I got a little upset about. It's just because I'm like, that song's way creepier than How Deep Is Your Love. Yeah. That might be the creepiest creeper song ever. Yeah, I, I can't really think of too many songs. At least of mainstream yeah. songs, right? I mean, I'm sure some people have intended to make creepy songs kind of thing. Maybe as jokes or who knows what, but... Right. Yeah. Like, it's the as far as mainstream songs go, that is like the, creep, the creme de la creme of <laughs> creep. Exactly. So, anyway... Now... It, could I also interject with one that I that made me pause the video? Yes. Um, who doesn't know the song "Blitzkrieg Bop" by the Ramones? Of course, I I feel I know it for sure. Anyway, it was on a rock band. It was on Rock Band. Yes. The video game. Yep. Yeah. Now, okay. Here's the thing. When I was a teenager, growing up, and everything, I loved. <clears throat> Dragon Ball Z and punk music. Yep. And when I found out that people who also had the same interests of that kind of stuff did things called AMVs, anime music videos. Yeah. They would combine a lot of punk songs with Dragon Ball Z uh, footage. Scenes. Or other animes. Yeah. Or other animes. But Dragon Ball Z was like the big, like, I gotta watch this kind of thing. Yeah. Now, when... So it's like when hearing that, like, the high-energy fast pace uh you know punk kind of stuff it's like it's great for if you know you watch uh skateboard compilations bmx biking uh snowboarding skiing water sports like anything you, high energy kind yeah of thing. exactly you see stuff like that it's like you know and then you put punk music on in the background of it and it just it goes so well yeah and of course blitzkrieg bop is not as high energy as some of the newer punk has gotten definitely mm -hmm. but it's to me, that it's is... It's iconic. Yeah, it's that... Um, I want to say uh, it was the cornerstone of it kind of thing. Like, it set the whole genre in a way. Maybe it wasn't, like, the original original or whatever. Yeah. But it was the one that made punk more... Mainstream. Yeah, like, it took it from being this underground kind of, like, few people know about it to, like, something where it's like, this is an actual genre. This is something people like. Yeah. So, of course, when he said that Blitzkrieg Bop was... Uh, you know, like, oh, it's the, you know, ah, it's just not a lot of creativity. And it's like, yeah, it might not be, quote, unquote, very creative in, like, instrumental and stuff like that. But it's more along the lines of just how energetic and how full throttle you can get with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of, like, rock songs or metal songs that you could put into those kind of things. But, you know, it's just energy and build up and go 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 yeah punk to me has that kind of i could see how that would definitely all bases yeah i could see how that would definitely work with uh especially dragon ball z because mm -hmm. a lot of times they're powering up their moves right so and then of course when it go it comes time for them to like start actually you know like they actually start doing the whole fighting scenes and stuff like that there's just, yeah, like some Offspring songs and the Cell Fights. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Linkin Park and a lot of the times when with like there's like the build up and then they do their energy blasts at each other. Yeah. And the guy who kind of does like the whole scream part in uh, Linkin Park's music. Like, music yeah. It's like it's perfectly like some people 
uh, time it well. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like when the singer screams the lyrics, the energy attacks happen, and it's just so well done. It's just, yeah, it's something really enjoyable. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see why he might not, like, his punk might not be his favorite genre. Which he did say. <clears throat> he did clarify in the video that he's more into pop. Yeah. And, like, newer pop, right? Yeah. And so it was just one of those cases of, like, how you could not think Blitzkrieg Bop uh, being one of the best songs of all time or kind of thing was like, okay, I can understand maybe like 90% of punk, you know, would not be considered greatest songs or music of all time. Mm-hmm. But Blitzkrieg Bop is one of those ones where it's like, okay, this is what created the uh, punk revolution almost in a way or made it like that was the tipping point and it became the mainstream thing that it is nowadays. So yeah, I was like, how? <laughs> so of course, obviously his opinion differed on my opinion in that regard, but that was only to that one song. In some cases, there's been many times where it's like, yeah, I found that he made a very good point. Right. Like they had, um, I think it was lithium they had by Nirvana that was on that. Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. <clears throat> potato, potato. Um, that was on that list. And I, again, I grew up with Nir- Nirvana. Because uh, my brother is four years older. Him and his friends listen to a lot of it. Yeah. I like to be that little sister that was like, let me hang out, John. So I heard it. Like, yeah. And stuff. I like Lithium. It's not, in my opinion, Nirvana's best song. Yeah. Smells like Team Spirit. Yeah, he said that <clears throat> if uh, Lithium was on this list, it's like, no, Teen Spirit should have been on there. Yeah, and it was. And so I, like, definitely think he made the right call there. Right. Or maybe it was Come As You Are. No, it was uh, Teen Spirit. No, no. Oh. <clears throat> Instead of Lithium, maybe it was Come As You Are. No, no, it was definitely Lithium. Okay. Because I remember the lyric, I seeing it, and every time I see Lithium, I keep on thinking, ah, Lithium Ion Batteries, cool. <laughs> oh, wait, this has nothing to do with um electronics yeah <laughs> so yeah so definitely i mean some difference of opinions and that one i was just a little like i was shocked but we still love him mm-hmm. i still watch him every day yeah and stuff definitely suggest you guys go check him out oh for sure and again uh, like the thing i think that's really cool about the stuff that he does is that he's not just some guy that's critiquing music because he quote unquote has a YouTube channel or whatever kind of thing, or because he's from Europe or something, it's because he actually has knowledge. quite a lot of yeah knowledge and skill when it comes to music. Like he, when he hears one of the like when he's analyzing something that a musician or band is doing, he actually is able to kind of like dissect the rhythm, the singing vocals, yeah. and stuff. And he tries to do it himself sometimes, and of course, obviously. You know, he has, he's not perfect, so of course sometimes the he's a little He's got a range, right? Like everybody does. Yeah, so sometimes he comes out a little pitchy when he's trying to do really, really high stuff, right? Yeah, so of course it's always fun to watch him. And he's funny. Oh, absolutely. And stuff. He throws in some, he's got quite a few dad jokes and whatnot. Yeah, and some of the editing can, uh, I think is a little funny because... 
in the vid like some parts where it looks like oh you know there was actually a little bit of you know some effort put into making this little edit part here look really good mm -hmm. and then there's some parts where it's just to be cheesy or corny there's parts in there where it's like that uh was probably the like someone just oh copy paste put this image that does not fit here whatsoever onto it to make you know Rumi's little uh video that he's doing mm -hmm a little funnier exactly yeah so, so it's kind of that lack of effort makes it funnier yeah definitely it's, it's a good time um or as that old saying is less is more yay <clears throat> so yeah um i think that's a pretty good basis to cover roomy on mm -hmm. i know it might have sounded like we were uh maybe bashing a little bit but it was more no it was a funny story <clears throat> we were maybe you had to be there so maybe it's not as funny to you guys but just my reaction when I paused the video and was like, what the actual fuck? And I looked over at Owen and he's just like, just baby, oh. it, it's his opinion. Like, and I'm just I, like, but it's creepy. <laughs> it is, but you know, it's not the end of the world. Like, no, and it was I, for sure. I mean, it wasn't. There's, but you just I had just, a very strong disposition. Yeah. So. <clears throat> anyway, we but, were just trying to tell a funny story, but we love Rooney. Like, there was uh, the top 100 uh, pop songs, I think it was, kind of thing. And we did a little chart of, like, because he did. Or, no, I was like, uh, yeah, top 100 best pop songs, because he's a big pop artist kind of guy. Yeah. And when he was playing through all the songs, you and I had our own little chart things, and we were actually seeing how many, because he did uh, good, uh, okay. okay, and bad. And when he was going through these 100 songs... We did it, too. And... Yeah, we had a similar count, but slightly difference of opinions because some songs we were just like, eh, no, or are how could you not like this song? Yeah. But, of course, because he has such a lengthy music history and so much practice in the art of actually making music and understanding it, I think his opinion might be a little more, I would, I want to say biased, but a little more seasoned. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was, he's a <clears throat> very, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> get a little uh, choked up here. <laughs> yeah, he's quite the interesting YouTuber to watch. He has, um, uh, he does daily videos, like you said. Yeah. Uh, he has had a few breaks in times because obviously making daily videos just sounds nuts because all the time recording and editing and everything sounds yeah. just baffles me. But yeah, so definitely worth uh, a subscription and watching him for some good times and a nice way to... You know, hear some interesting songs that maybe you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. Because I know as far as you go, you don't really listen to the radio and stuff, so you don't really hear too much new and stuff. Like, no. There's been a few times where I've shown you a few songs that you've absolutely enjoyed. Yep. Absolutely. And stuff <laughs> I definitely don't listen to the radio. Um, I don't have to drive far to work, and so I hear the radio. For like five minutes? If that. To work and home and then the rest of the time like i have mentioned before i listen to true crime podcasts yeah. right or i listen to spotify but like i've got music on there that i listen to that's stuff that i've obviously already heard right yeah and stuff um yeah so speaking of true crime podcasts there's oh. one i want to mention okay 
I just started listening to. I might be, beh I'm definitely behind on this one because <laughs> uh, I just found it. But it's really awesome. It's called Morbid. Okay. And the two hosts, there's Elena. And she is actually an autopsy technician. So oh. she can bring some science to some of this stuff. And then you've got Ash, who is, they call each other sisters, but Ash is like her niece. Oh, but they're okay. only 10 years apart. <clears throat> so they're more like, they grew up together, they're more like sisters. Right. So they always call each other sisters. Elena's kids call Ash. And yeah. Ash, right? No, of course. Um, and Ash is a hairdresser. And yeah. they do really good, really thorough, deep, in-depth dives into some of the worst serial killers. They've done the Toy Box Killer, Ted Bundy, uh, Charles Manson. Yeah, so some really iconic uh, and sick, twisted. Yeah, and they've also done other things. Like, uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, and I do apologize. I'm not good at English words, let alone other words. <laughs> um, that... Deletov Pass, I believe. Okay. Um, which is like, if you guys haven't heard of it, you should go to Morbid and listen to it because it's crazy. But it happened in Russia and it, it was, I believe it happened in Russia. Russia, like somewhere in that area, Russia, Siberia, okay. Ukraine. <clears throat> okay. Somewhere in there. But I think it was Russia. And it was these people who went out like they were camping or whatever. And then all of a sudden their bodies are found and they're all like dead. Yeah, usually what happens when you find a body. But like some of them were missing their eyes or like their jaw was completely broken. And it it's, it's a super unexplained, super weird. And so they talk about that. They go into some of the theories about it, right? They talk about the Salem witch trials. Right. Like, did you know, because I'm a redhead, I immediately would have been accused of being a witch. Really? Yep. Oh. That, I learned that from them. Uh, yeah, you know, it goes to show how crazy things were way back then. And, uh, you know, it's crazy hasn't quite died down yet. But, I mean, yeah, definitely some stuff out there. Yeah. So. All right. But. Definitely uh, recommend it. So. Yeah. We just wanted to say thank you, too. Yeah, thank you everybody so much for tuning in and listening. Um, yeah, thank you to all the listeners uh, in North America and over in Europe and other countries around the world. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to see how many different people are out there listening, and we appreciate all of you for uh, sitting down with us for a little while. And yeah. Yeah, and stuff like we have listeners in Canada, the United States, Ireland, Germany, mm -hmm. France, Australia. Yeah. Uh, Tunisia. I think I said that correctly. If I didn't, <laughs> I apologize. Singapore and Norway. Wow. That's, uh, quite a lot of countries around the world. Mm-hmm. And Germany. I know I've seen Germany on there. Yeah. And stuff. So thank you guys so much. Like, we absolutely appreciate it. We absolutely appreciate you. Uh, I know, for example, today seemed like a little bit of a mess when we were trying to come up with those lyrics. I'm really sorry about that. It's, uh, pretty early in the morning. We're uh, getting ready to move. Yeah. So. And things have been a little crazy, so we kind of lost track of time and had to get up super early this morning for other things. But we were like, oh, let's get up even earlier to record. Yeah, because uh, what doesn't, uh, what's 
not a good idea when you wake up super early. Yeah, first thing to do, record a podcast. Why not? Yeah, you know. Well, now I'm going to go make myself some coffee. But uh, thank you everybody <laughs> so much for tuning in. Yeah. And just remember, no matter what your thing is or what you're into. At the end of the day, we're all just a little nerdy. <laughs>